around the four sessions of leaders upgrade i keep reiterating every leaders upgrade that it's unfair to expect from people what you've never invested in them what you've never told them about because nobody lives in your mind even god didn't leave us in the dark as to what he wants from us how he wants his things done and there are several times because he is a god of the word meaning he sticks to what he says there's several times in scripture when people did things the wrong way in the wrong order and they were punished for it for example we have that one of the sons of uh, aaron the bible says he sacrificed profane fire to the lord and he was judged he was killed on the spot another time we have that um david trying to transport the ark of the covenant from uh the camp i think it was from Grand camp with philistines i'm not even sure but he was trying to transfer the ark from where it was and somebody tried to save one of the equipment while he was shaking and he was killed there see and he was afraid and said just keep it in the house of obed edom and god was blessing that house because his word was there when he figured that there was a blessing he said okay okay bring it bring it but the point is that god had ordained that only the levites would be able to transport those things you see and not just a random person carrying it my point is that god has a specific way of doing things and we will get the best results and the best response from god when we do it his way you see if god interprets this as good then it is good he is the standard the bible says he is light and in him is no darkness at all light defines light determines what a thing is you could come into the room and if it's dark you would call this same thing that looks like a bottle because there's light you would say okay it's it's a container oh it's a pole okay it's um, a traffic light oh it's a you could you could say it's anything but when you have light shining on it it has okay this is what it is it's a gray bottle you know and you can keep describing based on how you see that thing now when god is light it means that he defines he determines what a thing is so of course different things look different under different kinds of light but god is the supreme being the supreme one and his definition is what stands and somebody may choose to debate about it this that and the other but the bible says god who shall judge the living and the dead do you understand so it doesn't matter how you see a certain thing if he's the one that's going to be judging at the end of the day you better do it according to what the judge sees as correct do you understand so that you don't fall on the wrong side of justice you see that so we've been learning a number of things because we want to perfect our service to god we don't just want to offer things to god or do things for him or in his name supposedly for him and he doesn't even recognize those things as anything useful see today we're talking about a faithful servant right the first time we talked about fruit bearing the second time we talked about the good steward the next time giving and this fourth one is the faithful servant and we're going to be looking at faithfulness the way god sees it what does he regard as faithfulness what does he see faithfulness to be does the bible give us any insight god didn't want us in the dark does scripture tell us anything about this okay so we're going to see from one of the teachings of jesus 
the last verse in the last teaching I, I, I gave you was 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Just before we look at that teaching from Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58. He says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. He says, those things that you do for God, they're not in vain. I told you that every time you go out on evangelism, every time that you organize something to reach out to somebody, to tell somebody about Jesus, God sees it. It's being documented. The Bible has ample evidence that God has books in heaven where these things are written. These things are documented. It's not just the book of life. There are other books where remembrance is made. So he says, when you work, work as unto the Lord, knowing that he's documenting everything. And this for me is a very big inspiration to go do things for God, knowing that I'm not doing it for man. That's why I say I can give and I can sacrifice to God because I want to see his, his, his kingdom move forward, his gospel propelled ahead. You see, she says, beloved brethren, be steadfast, be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord always increasing in the work of the lord you should be increasing god expects increase he expects you to be growing that things about you you know you you need to be able to sense within yourself i've been at this stage for too long i've been at this level for too long more is expected of me and you see one thing with spiritual growth with god is that it's kind of like natural growth it's kind of bound to happen and there's expectation paul said when i was a child I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. I, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, he didn't say I, I was automatically fully a man. He said, I put away childish things, meaning that there was a certain time where God started to regard him. No, you are no longer that small child. So he had to learn, hey, I've become a man now. I have to put away childish things. So with spiritual growth, one of the indicators that God has given us is time. He doesn't expect you that's been one month born again to be the same when you are six months, eight months, a year. He expects you to now start pulling through with different result. You see, with greater result, take more responsibility so that he can trust you with more. So let's go to that teaching of Jesus in Matthew. And this is the key verse, same way we had John 15 and so forth. Matthew chapter 25, from 14 to 30 and I want you to listen to this very very lovely teaching of Jesus we read it when it came to the uh, the good steward now we're going to see it in light of the faithful servant for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country the kingdom of heaven this is that part of the kingdom of God operational in the earth the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of God is everything God owns everything he rules over so the earth the heavens everything absolutely everything that's what we call the kingdom of god but the kingdom of heaven is that part of the kingdom of god where jesus presides see is the one he came to set up in the earth so everything under heaven belongs to jesus that is the kingdom of heaven so he describes his kingdom that he came to set up now remember you're trying to see the kingdom of heaven but he's like the kingdom of heaven doesn't come by observation he says you can't see it if you try to look what is the extent of his boundary you can't see it this kingdom is a different kind of kingdom. It's a spiritual kingdom. So it very much exists, but cannot be necessarily told by the senses. 
when you got born again that kingdom was set up in your heart okay and all of us together make up that kingdom and when we get others born again we're able to get others into that same kingdom and set up the kingdom in their hearts that's part of what the holy ghost does in you so when the holy ghost is in you and takes control of your life you understand he is now lord of your life what that means is that he is now king of your life you are his dormitory his domicile the place he dwells kingdom the dome for kings do you understand that's the that's the simple way to put it in here the dormitory for kings you understand so that's where the king resides now that that's where he rules over so he says the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods I want you to listen to this and unto one he gave five talents to another two and to another one holy spirit thank you because there's understanding through each one of us right now in jesus name amen he says to another two to another one to every man according to his several ability that several ability means according to his individual ability and straightway took his journey he says that he gave them according to what he knew they were capable of doing Okay, according to his several ability, and he took his journey. Then they, then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same. You see, crypto this <laughs> Yes. So he went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. He gained five more talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. He was talking accountability. Remember, the steward, give account of your stewardship, how you used your gifts. So look what happens. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained them, gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want you to notice the, what he attaches to it. He multiplied his talent and he said, well done, good and faithful servant. Faithful servant. Faithfulness in God's eyes. Okay? Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came. I hope I didn't skip something. I skipped, right? Talents, yeah. So, yes. So, well done. So, yeah. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. Then he said, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. See, that's the same thing he told to the, the one that did five. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. 24. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord. He felt he was smart. He said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed and i was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth lo there thou hast thou that is thine okay there thou hast that is thine so there you have what is yours okay his lord answered and said unto him thou wicked and slothful servant thou knewest that i reap where i sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, to the bankers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. That's with interest. interest yeah. You see? Take therefore the talent from him. You see? And give it unto him which had ten talents. 
For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is Jesus Christ explaining how the kingdom of heaven operates. He came to show us the heart of the Father. How does God reason? This is why it is wrong for people to say God is a mystery. Wrong for people to say we can never know the mind of God. We can never know how God is thinking. No. Read enough about him. Let me show you something in John chapter 1 before we come back here. Because I've really made my point. John chapter 1. From verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That word was God. Okay. Then we read um, verse 14. And the word was made flesh. Remember, the word was God. So we can say, and God was made flesh. Or became flesh better. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake, he that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. He says, the one that's coming after me existed before me, so he ranks ahead of me. And of his fullness we've received grace for grace. 17. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Verse 18, I want you to focus on this. He says, no man has seen God at any time. Nobody has seen God before. But he says, the only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he had declared him. He says, Jesus came to show us God. Nobody has seen God. Nobody has understood him. T.L. Osborne, in, in his message teaching on um, secrets to miraculous ministry, he said, you need to understand that after Adam left, people had a twisted concept of God. See, because he was away from the presence of God. So from the revelation of God, he couldn't know God. Do you know it's by the Holy Spirit that you get to know God and understand him? Tell the same things to somebody without the Holy Spirit. In fact, they may even be born again, but because they've not received the Holy Spirit, that understanding has not been imparted to them. You see, and they will not be able to follow. But Jesus declared him. Now he tells us about the kingdom of God in Matthew 25 and how it works. There are a few things that I want you to notice about faithfulness to God. Number one is that faithfulness is required by God. God requires us to be faithful. He even made it the fruit of the Spirit to be faithful. He said faith to be faithful. Verse 21, he cares about it. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. It was a title. It was a commendation attached to him. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Okay, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. What's another thing we need to notice? See, so the first thing is, God cares about faithfulness. It's important to God. The second thing, faithfulness is your ability to multiply your gifts. This is what he sees faithfulness to be. He doesn't say faithfulness is your ability to come to church on Sunday. Faithfulness is your ability to only be singing godly songs. That's human faithfulness in relation to human relationships. This is how God sees faithfulness. And he said it's rewarded. It's something he requires. Faithfulness, your ability to multiply your gifts. To use these gifts to bring multiplied fruit to God. He gave this one five. He got five others. Gave this one two. He got two others. 
He gave them according to their ability, meaning each of them had the ability to multiply or use what they had. But he judges faithfulness according to the ability to multiply your gifts, meaning God is expecting to see a greater you in heaven. Not to come to heaven to be a greater. No, a greater you is coming back. That the you you were when you got born again, you're not going to remain at that level. Everything about you is going to elevate. That's what he expects. The next thing you need to notice is that fear doesn't help faithfulness. That guy dug the ground and buried his talent. Why? He said, I was afraid. Knowing that you were, you know, a, a very hard man. You reap what you have not sowed. You see, you make profit from what you did not work for. So I decided to hide it. I really don't understand his reasoning because he only insulted his master, in my yes. opinion. You see, <laughs> quite a tough thing to do. <laughs> but you see that fear doesn't help faithfulness. It causes you to stagger or to fail in your mission. Fear will keep your gifts drowned. So you have to choose not to be fearful, but to be faithful and use all that God has given you. Like he said, give account of your stewardship. He's going to be asking, what did you do? I gave you a voice. What did you say with that voice? I gave you a platform. What did you use that platform to do? My father is a lawyer. I remember listening to him one time. And he said, that's why even in court, as many opportunities as he will get to even share the gospel in court, he will find a way to insert the gospel somehow. See? Because God needs fruit in every in everything my aunt working with a, a company you know into mining minerals different things and she said she'll just even in company meetings or in little things she'll say ah, this is just like that parable this is just like she's finding ways to insert the gospel or insert the truths of the scripture that's how you let your light shine so it's your ability to to express this gift especially to the glory of god and he says, fear will keep your gifts drowned. Lack of confidence. Oh, I don't like to talk so much. He gave you singing. What have you done with it? He gave you talent, ability. Are you going to just allow it? You don't have to sound like perfection. Are you going to grow the gift? Remember, it started as five. Are you going to grow it? Jesus even said, it would have been better if you gave it to the bank so that I can tap from the zero point what not interest rate that doesn't even help anybody. But instead, you buried it so that the corruption of this world, decay, <laughs> will start acting on it. See? So fear doesn't help faithfulness in the eyes of God. The next thing you notice is that faithfulness is rewarded with more. That how you handle this first one is what will determine how you can get more. Somebody said that the reward for hard work is more work. When you're good at doing one thing, people often say, ah, that means you can do this one, that means you can do this one. We add more titles. We add more things. See? Faithfulness is rewarded with more here and eternally. Because God says, okay, you're faithful in taking care of five people. You're faithful in feeding these ones. You're faithful in, in treating these ones well. You're faithful. Then he gives you more. Who knows whether it's because you maltreated somebody else's children that you're barren. Who knows? It's because of how you handled it. He says, if you can't handle another person's thing, how can, we, how can true riches be committed to you? How can anything be given to you? So you see that God also interprets your love and in fact almost your qualification for good things by how you treat other things. Look, I'm so specific. Even when people do the worst things, 
I say, if this were my thing, would I like it to be placed? I'll give you an example. Maybe a charger is on the floor. And uh, I just pick it up and throw it onto a chair. I've saved the charger, haven't I? Question. If somebody else were to see my charger on the floor and I was there watching, would I like it to be tossed mm. to the chair? That's how much I think about this concept of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I think about it so specifically so that I'm sure that I don't treat people unfairly. And truly, if the whole world lived by do unto others what you we would have peace in this life. Because people wouldn't would have the stuff they do. So it's something we have to keep perfecting. But being faithful, okay? Faithfulness to God is rewarded with more, right? Is multiplying that, and that is rewarded with more both here and eternally. He says, we, see, we get that in verse 29. 29 and 21. For unto everyone that hath shall be given more, that is, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. He says, if you don't have more, even that one that you have will be taken away from you. <clears throat> Verse 21 shows us, His Lord said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I remember we were having some discussion one time. And somebody said, oh, I'm a, I'm a, It's just to make heaven. It's just to make heaven. We're talking about, Oh, I want to win souls for the Lord. I want to give this much for the Lord. I want to... And this guy said, Ah. Man, it's not even about all those I even just to make heaven. I say, you're not serious. In my mind, I'm just looking at this person. Heaven is not a goal. People need to understand. Heaven is whole. It says we're citizens of heaven. So it's meant to be just the easiest thing in the world. Our focus is that you got born again. Now get others born again. If heaven was the goal, then as soon as we got born again, we'll just be raptured straight to heaven. Okay? And then the last thing we need to, to notice is that unfaithfulness will be judged. He says, And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want you to notice these five things. That God cares about faithfulness. Verse 21. He said, You've been faithful. Well done, that good and faithful servant. Faithfulness, your ability to multiply your gifts and talents. From 20 to 23, we see how they multiplied. You gave me five, I did five more. You gave me two, I gained two, two others. Okay, and then fear doesn't help faithfulness. We see that 24. He says, I knew you were a hard man, this, that, and the other. I was afraid I went and hid your talents. It doesn't help faithfulness. And then faithfulness is rewarded with more. We see that. We've already read things like that. Then unfaithfulness will be judged, importantly. My point is, from today, even as we round up, you know, this these Leaders of Great series, choose to be, hold on, yeah. Choose to be faithful in God's eyes, on God's terms, how God sees. Choose to be faithful, not just to come to church, but to be relevant in church. That you saw that there was something you knew that could be improved. Could you put in a suggestion? Could you improve? Could you fill out? Just because you've not been given the title of the department doesn't mean that you cannot fulfill that role. I'm pretty sure uh, HR or uh, which other roles, well-being, were not the first things that came into a person's mind when they were formulating the company. Or they imagined a CEO, chief of staff, this is you know, all the... But somebody realized emotional concern of workers, their well-being, how they feel, then there was the well-being department. So, choose to be faithful in God's eyes. 
Be filled with courage. Identify your gifts and talents given to you by God. And you know, one thing that's interesting is that your gifts, your talents, the things God has given you are the things that he has ordained as well to feed you. I want to show you that Luke chapter 12, when Jesus was talking about not worrying from verse 22, he said unto his disciples, Luke 12, 22, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body, what you shall put on. The life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. I want you to look at this. He says, consider the ravens, that's the birds. They neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Now, I want to know, have you ever seen a bird and an invisible hand is just feeding the seeds? Have you ever seen that before? I don't, I don't know. No. Have you ever? No. So how is God feeding them then? These are where the revelations of scripture are. He said, consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a bank, storehouse or barn, but God feeds them. How much better are you than fowls? The point is, they had natural things. They fly. They hunt. They have their beaks to pierce into meat, to go into things. My point is, the things that come to them naturally are what God has already designed in their system to feed them. The same way, each of us has been committed. What? Gifts, talents, abilities. Whatever it is, discover it and use it all the way. Somebody has discovered, I'm funny and people like comedy. Let me become a comedian. You see? Somebody has figured, do you know what? I really like numbers. Let me be in the analytics department. Logistics. I like to draw. Let me make art pieces. Let me get into comic books. Let me create things for the kingdom. My point is, use whatever gifts God has given you. Because they are what he has given you to sustain you. Not for miracles, just be falling from nowhere. Okay? So being faithful with your gift is the recipe to worry. You're worried about whether you would make heaven, how God will see you. This is this being faithful with your gift. Remember faithfulness, multiplying your gift, using it to the glory of God is the recipe to worry. It will help you and take you ahead. So God is expecting you to use those talents and gifts for his glory. I'll read the rest of that. He says, and which of you with taking thought, with worrying, can add to his stature one cubit? Those that want to be taller, is it by worrying? If you then are not able to do the least of things, why do you take thought for the rest? Consider the lilies of the field. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. I mean, these flowers are so beautiful. We have floral dresses inspired after them. You understand? If then God so clothed the grass, where did he do it? Which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven. God knew that we'll be punishing vegetables to make vegetable soup. How much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? Seek not what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither be of a doubtful mind. Don't be of a doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you have need of these things. But rather, seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Say, seek the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God. I remember I once told you about giving to the poor, giving to the homeless, that it's a spiritual sacrifice to God. I want to show you that. It's just there. It says, fear not, little flock, 
32. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that ye have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old. Legal para, to pay. It's such a beautiful thing. I want you to see it. Sell that you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old. A treasure in the heavens that faileth not. Where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. But I want you to see that. He says, sell what you have and give alms. Give to the poor, give to the needy. He says, when you drop that pound for that guy, when you do this thing for that guy, when you give towards charitable organizations, when you, you're filled with these good works towards those who don't have, he says, you are providing for yourself a bag which does not wax old. He says, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Where no thief approaches, neither moth corrupteth. You want to be big in heaven. You want to really have, you know, be of high rank. He says it's by doing this. This is how God interprets it. So you think you're just doing a good work. God is noting. He's providing for himself a bag which does not wax old. It's beautiful. So faithfulness is important and we have to take advantage of it. Faithful with everything. Faithful in the sense of, yes, being dedicated, but faithful in the sense to also multiply and go beyond that which we were given. You know, that word which we were given in a good way. Not that you were given your toes and now what? <laughs> I did above and beyond. It's not to happen. <laughs> so yes that's that's really it but i hope you've really enjoyed this leaders of great we're just going to go into a time of prayer um with the time that we have left and just thank the lord for leaders of great thank the lord for ttm thank god for everything that's going to happen i remember shami was talking about oh she wants to be involved she wants to do more you know she wants to take on more what 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 opportunities are there like how how does she know the same way i know that there's a lot to do how can she you know be vested with a wit you know of work to do so that she knows these are the two thousand things i have to do and i said ttm is growing as it's growing you'll be seeing your your things increasing the things you're managing and she's already doing so well so take time to pray thank the lord as we move things by the holy spirit